0: You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey, everybody. This is the board, J. White, founder of Wicca Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. You're just not a fit. Sit back, relax. Welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, gentlemen, ladies. So uh, we had to let a person go on our team yesterday. Um... It was, uh, well, it was it just, it happened. It was part of the situation. So, I mean, it's not part of, like, it's not new. Inside a business, you have to, like, let people go all the time. You hire people, you fire people. Relationships begin, they end. People start dating. They break up. They get married. They get divorced. They start businesses. They go bankrupt. You know, you go down a path in college, and then you quit, and you go down a different path, then you quit school altogether, and you do something different. Like, there, I was a PE teacher, and then I wasn't. So, like, the idea of change is not something new. Not at all but specifically in this daily file i want to talk about uh, a very specific topic which is not being a fit so one of the things we've been working on inside of our organization has been getting very clear about what our core values are and at some level i used to think this was bullshit. but see you and i every single day we operate from this place of a series of values inside of our own hearts and our minds most of them are unspoken they're unclear but when people violate these core values in our relationships with them, we get pissed off and irritated. We don't know why. And that was me for a very, very long time. Then I got figured out what my core values were for myself. But we'd never really gotten clear about our core values for our business. And um, so we, had, we have a, a retreat coming up this weekend uh, for all of my businesses, all my companies, and all my employees flying in from all over the country and team members into this retreat. And one of our guys who's on our team has been with us about three months said, no, I'm not coming. And... Um, we look at mineral, and I was talking with one of my my HR department and I said well this isn't like really negotiable. Like you work for us, you come to the retreat, that's it. And he's like no, I'm not going. So then one of our team members or one of my executives sits down with him and has a conversation with him. And we end up getting to, to the baseline of it. He's just like let's ask one simple question which is well I, can I not, if I work at Warrior do I have to live the Warrior's way? And it's, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good question, right? It's a very logical question. It's not like he's being a dick. He's just asking a straight question. Well, if I work a warrior, do I have to live the warrior's way? And we said, yes. And he's like, well, that's not like, that's not going to work for me. And we said, okay, great. Well, that's not going to work for us either. And then the next statement was, okay, well, this was your last day. And uh, we'll pay you here for the next two, three weeks. And we wish you the best. We'll give you a great letter of recommendation. You've done a great job working here, but you're no longer a fit with us. So this, this challenge, though, that you and I face is that most of our chaos on a daily basis comes down to the fact that we don't even know what being a fit with us would look like. We just get triggered emotionally. We don't use tools like the stack, which you can learn all about inside the Daily Fuel. You learn all about in Warrior Book, all about Be a man. Like, you don't have tools of the stack. Like, there's nothing in your world that's actually giving you an indication of what it is that actually triggers you. And what triggers you is usually things that are out of alignment with your values people's behavior your own behavior is out of alignment with your own values but you don't even know what your values are you don't even know what matters to you why is my marriage in chaos well because there's not a clarity inside of yourself and you don't have tools to be able to deal with it but consider the most of the chaos that you experience on a daily basis because you're in relationship with people who are just not a fit you're trying to force yourself into a box right religiously I was raised Mormon um, and I have zero issues, zero issue with the Mormon faith. I think it's beautiful, I think it's amazing. My parents are very, very active in that church. Um, my wife and I have not practiced it for over a decade. Um, but a lot of powerful, amazing things, just like a lot of religions and belief systems that I have become deeply associated to with the Muslim faith and the Jewish faith, with friends, family, clients, team members, um, employees, et cetera. So for me, like this, this has been a reality beyond reality of the fact that inside of that game, I was not a fit anymore. Not because it was wrong, because I wasn't a fit. And and this young man on our team realized he wasn't a fit, and we realized he wasn't a fit either. And you and I, every single day, have a decision, a decision to make, which is what? Am I a fit anymore in this? And and we stop forcing things to happen when they're no longer a fit. So here's my question for you. Where in your world across body being balanced and business are you currently in a situation where you were trying to force a fit? You're in a relationship where you're trying to force it. You're trying to force this thing to fit, or you're an activity or a group that you're part of where you're trying to force the fit. Listen, Wikipedia is not for everybody. Not for everybody. Not even close in a stretch of imagination. So we don't even try to pretend that it's for everybody. If you're a fit, you're a fit. If you're not a fit, you're not a fit. And if you were a fit, but you're not a fit anymore, no problem, move on. And that is the formula inside of my world to having teams and life and family that fucking works. You know what to do, my friend, get after that question. And the second question involved with it is this, what might be possible for your life if you just played in a game where things were a fit? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's daily fire. Parable and a principle. Up next is the daily fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, we let a man go, man down, man down. Oh, bloody hell, we've got a man down. We've got a man who is down. And you know what happens, right? Think about this, you're just not a fit. Well, that was, uh, that was pretty much what my ex-wife told me. Hey, guess what, asshole? You're just not a fit. And you know what? All joking aside, her and I have a great relationship now. And we have a son together, he's almost 20. Um, but that was legitimately what happened. You're just not a fit. Off we go. And there was a violation inside of that in our relationship, her and mine, that was in conflict based upon our core values. The values in which we saw the world, the values the way I saw it, the values the way she saw it, and these values collided one with another. And we're going to take this idea, this principle that came out of the parable, which is what actually matters to you is driven by your values. What actually matters to you is driven by your values. Now we're going to do this inside of section five, the keys, chapter twenty-seven overview. Now, side note: before I get into this, and I don't want to lay this down for everybody, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, we have a, we have improved the process here inside of the way that we look at the keys. So the keys are actually a subset of a topic we call the door. It is specifically the one door and the four keys. So I'm going to be I'm going to be DJing throughout the next few Daily Fuels. I'm going to be DJing the shit out of this content. Inside the worry book because we've just innovated and expressed and opened it up. And again, we're going to be opening up all the new books here in 2019 to make it available to you at an upper to, or, or like more expanded version, simplified version. And we've had this book out in this curriculum has been taught now for seven years, but the book's been out for four or five. So just heads up on that. Core base of the conversation is the same in the book. But there's going, to be some, there's going to be some things that have been improved and innovated from there. I'm going to spin those in here as we talk as well as tie in our principle and the idea of you're just not a fit, the idea of core values and what actually matters to you. So here we go. Starting off with a quote by Michelangelo Di Laravocchi Baronote Simone. That's a long fucking name. That's like one, two, three, four, five, five names. I think at some point after like three names, you're just getting greedy. All right, here we go. Here we go into our quote. The greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. Look at that. The greater danger for most of us lies in not setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. That's kind of a weird statement, right? When we think about that. Like if you set really shitty targets, like if you set really shitty targets, the problem is hitting them. Oh yeah, I totally, oh yeah, what did you accomplish today? Oh yeah, you know what I did today? I took a shit, son. Oh yeah, I took a shit. Feeling great today you're like, really? That's not exactly like an inspiring target. I guess it could be if you were constipated for like a week, but all right, here we go. Verse number one, the power inside of the code and gives us this expanded capacity from which we are ultimately able to produce. We weren't screwing around with the reality that being here inside this movement was about some kind of feel good experience. Production inside of our lives is crucial too. Now don't bullshit yourself. You and I both know this fact. We find massive significance in self-fulfillment in running businesses that matter to us. Making money and hunting the Buffalo Dailies entrepreneurs is part of our lifeblood. Three, it's in our DNA. Without it, we are unemployable in the game of life. You can probably relate. It's impossible for me to play in any other sense. That even after a moment of peace, my mind is immediately going to begin creating and saying, hmm, how can I solve more problems for more people? How can I create more shit that matters to me? How can I make more money? Verse four, not for the sake of making money, but because money itself becomes the identifier of the results of value that I'm creating in the marketplace. The more that I produce, the greater impact my businesses can make inside of the world, regardless of the industry, the more significance that I begin to feel about my influence on the world and making people's lives a better place helps me as a businessman. I'm more than somebody that's just a thought leader who shares some cool shit on social media. Five, as a businessman, we have the ability on a daily basis to create really big shit. But here's the problem. Power comes with the flip side. The dark side of capacity and power is formed by what we call the chaos of abundance. <clears throat> Six, while in the event with Robert Kiyosaki, he told me having a lot of money or creating a lot of success financially is more difficult to manage than having almost no money at all. And a side note, I, I remember hearing him say this and I thought this, this, is, this asshole is literally out of his mind. Like completely and utterly out of his mind. How could that possibly be true? Right, this idea that somehow I would actually be in more chaos in abundance than I was in scarcity. But here's the thing that's interesting. If you look at what drove my money game, and again, I'm DJing this on the sideline. What drove my money game was my core values. Right, just like we, the analogy about the young man who's no longer a fit for us inside the business, Like my core values drove my story about money. And I don't know about yours. Right, I don't know how you're raised or what your game was. My, I mean, my parents didn't have a lot of money. We didn't. We, I, I, we did not live in poverty, right? So I don't have some poverty story to tell you about how we had to, you know, eat grass clipping soup to live. Like that was not the case. We had great cornbread and powdered milk, which is significantly better than grass clipping soup. But my mom, my mom and dad and I, like raising us as five kids. I was the oldest of five. There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of topic around the idea of money, like we, we, we just, we just didn't have much. And I didn't even know that you could, like it wasn't even an option. And so part of my value inside of money was very different. I was raised in deep levels of scarcity. And that scarcity itself was not like my parents taught it to me. It's just, that's what I was mirrored every single day was just scarcity, scarcity about this, scarcity about that, Like, like just constantly being mirrored by scarcity. I was like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know how I fucking feel about this. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know what drives my actual belief, what actually matters to me. And I would say stupid shit like this, like money doesn't matter to me. When you start hearing people say money doesn't matter to me, they're full of shit. It does. Like without money, Zig Ziglar said this years ago, he said, money is like oxygen. You don't give a shit about it unless you don't have any. Right? And then you don't have any and you're like, oh shit, plenty of oxygen, you don't even think about oxygen. Plenty of money, you don't think about money. And all this ties into our one door, four keys. Let's continue reading here. Principle five reverse number seven. I didn't really get it until I started to create significant revenue and had to deal with tax strategies and all these issues with accounting and employment and payroll tax and everything else I'd never anticipated before when it was just a little tiny me worrying about how I was going to make my motorcycle payment that month. Eight. Day to day, my experience began to expand and I saw that having more power inherently creates more opportunity. But inside that opportunity was the possibility that I could do anything because I'm the guy in charge. I'm the one who gets to dictate and create my day to be exactly what I want it to be. But here comes the problem. When you live by the code and stand for the core, you will awaken a power and capacity inside of you that has never been accessed before. Nine. On one side, this is beautiful. But on the flip side, this is a problem. Because we're going to see all this cool shit that we have never seen before. We're going to think in our mind that we should do them all until we're running around like a fucking chicken with our head cut off and our brains begin to leak out of our ears. Ten. Once we can control our own destiny, we have the ability to see through the bullshit. But then we have to be strategic about what we choose to put our energy towards. Freestyle DJ, here we go, sideline stop. So, our principle itself is really simple, right? What actually matters to you? Values, values. Okay, what are your values, your core values? When we say you're just not a fit, the reality is most of the shit that you deal with on a day to day basis is not a fit. And here's the crazier part most of the fucking ideas for execution inside a business for you, they're not, they're, they're ideas that are not a fit. Like every webinar I watch, every video I consume, every book that I read, every podcast that I listen to, these are not, like it's not a guarantee, hey, this is something that I must deploy today. Think about how much shit you're bombarded with, how many ads, if you bought something off of every ad you ever saw. But well, what is it that filters all of this? What filters all of this are your core values. So while the core four game like sets you up to be in power, it does. But what it ultimately does, and one of the things it powerfully brings about, it brings about the ability for you to actually see what you value, to be able to see what actually matters to you, to be able to stay connected to that value vortex and say, okay, here's what fucking actually matters to me today. Here's what actually matters inside my life. Let's continue down this. Verse 11. We're going to have a conversation inside the keys that I hope will open you up to see the chaos of abundance can be clarified, but it requires thinking a little bit differently. We'll take a look at how we do business on a weekly basis with all this increased power and capacity, a marriage and a relationship with the kids that are on fire. Being on point spiritually and with a weaponized body or study with marketing and sales is on fire. We've got to gather all that energy into one simple focus. Verse 12. When I asked a friend of mine how he's able to manage success with the five businesses he ran and the billion of dollars he was making, and he didn't actually make billions, he made a lot of money though. You have to aim small to grow big. Thirteen, we need to learn to be present with the current thought or idea, so we're able to refine in that area rather than being mediocre in everything. The key four and the one door production conversation is specifically meant for business. Men will ask me, well, Garrett, why don't we do the key four and the one door in marriage? Why don't we do the one door and four keys inside of every action of my life and body being in balance? Because it's too much chaos. So here's the, I'm going to freestyle the rest of this section. Uh, we'll come back to a, to another piece. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to come back, We're going to actually jump over to 347 to verse 20. Because um, again, this is all sitting the frame for where we're going to go for the next couple daily fuels. Here it is. Verse 20. There's a concept from Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people known as first things first, which helps us prioritize with the time matrix. For instance, I could say first things first. There are some actions that we need to be taking on a daily, on a weekly basis for our businesses that are super important. They are significant needle movers on our business, and if we only get these things done, our business would move forward and our bank accounts would fill up. 21, when we operate on the checklist inside the game, inside of being strategic about our actions, we aren't utilizing our time management. Instead of moving forward like a sniper with a clear target, it's like we're spraying the neighbor with drive-by shooting, hoping a random shot hits its mark. Verse 22, we have to start prioritizing the action inside our day. The time matrix inside of the seven habits of highly affected people is then divided into four areas. One, not important. Two, important. Three, not urgent. Four, urgent. Inside of these four domains in which some of these things we're doing were important, some of them were not important at all, some of the things were urgent, and some of the things were not urgent at all. 24, within Covey's quadrants, the not important and not urgent dwell in a pit of despair. This is the idea of desperation and death. These are activities you should never be fucking doing, ever. It's a waste of time. It's like the oblivion bullshit, wasting time on social media in the middle of the day when you should be the most productive and then find yourself having to hustle at the end of the day, calling up the wife to say, uh, I'm going to be late, uh, going to be late getting home tonight, uh, got a lot of shit I'm doing, because you wasted three to four hours stuck in the void of death and desperation with the online bullshit world for half the day. Sound a bit dramatic? I would have you consider that society has become one culture of time wasters based, based because of social media platforms. Take one day and see off and you check a Facebook, post on Instagram or Twitter, you may be surprised. Verse 25, as we focus our priorities, our prioritization on priorities, we then come to this other box, not important, but very urgent. You know what exists there? Everybody else's fucking agendas. I still remember the sign above the desk of my high school secretary. Your failure to prepare does not constitute an emergency on my part. A great reminder to teenage kids when they think they're the center of the universe. 26. Entrepreneurs love to stay in this quadrant until they have learned to be a closer and a function in their business with no fucking maybes. Only yes or no. This area that maybes like to dwell. The entire quadrant is also a game of desperation and absolute destruction. 27. The minute you have shit going on and you're starting to make another thing happen here inside the brother, this is inevitable. Your businesses are going to grow. Your life is going to expand. And you're, going be, and you're going to become an impact player inside your industry. People are going to look at you differently. When this happens, you're going to become very, very popular. Now, I'm going to spin this and we're going to go DJ. Here's the deal. Like, like if even reading through this, you're probably confused a little bit about, about this whole quadrant. Here's the thing to understand. Okay, the, if it, go study this the Time Matrix by Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay, amazing team. But the piece I want you to, to really understand in this, every single day you and I are faced with a shitload of decisions. Okay, a ton. So, the only concept I want you to catch from this because we're going to dive into this for the next three or four or five daily fuels. And I'm going to break this up for you. But here's the, here's the thing I want you to catch, Kate. Okay? There is a central focus that must happen on a daily basis for you as a business owner and entrepreneur. Like a central focus that must determine, you've got to be able to look at all the shit you could do this week and determine what are the things you must do. Like what is the one door that if you open this week would change everything about your business? And then what are the four key actions you need to take to open that door up? What are the four keys that unlock that door? Like this one concept inside of business changed everything for me. Why? Because it opened up for the first time an ability for me to back into the possibility that I don't have to do it all to have it all. Listen to what I just said there. I don't have to do it all to have it all. And I started to look at the value okay, what actually matters to me. And I recognize that most of the things I could do every week are just not a fit. And just like the young man we had to let go of, this game itself of determining what your actual values are, and we're gonna do this as we lock down the one door and the four keys is gonna allow us to narrow our focus to the specific door that must be open this week to succeed. Our points upon it from chapter 27.1. There's massive significance in self fulfillment of running businesses that matter to you. Point number two, according to Robert Kiyosaki, author of best selling book Rich Dad Poor Dad, having a lot of money or creating a lot of financial success is more difficult to manage than having almost no money at all. Point three, you have to aim small to grow big. And point number four, ask yourself questions in this order for ultimate expansion what, why, when, and how.